Today's guest is Mr. Jeff Johnson. He works for the Federal Aviation Administration, works on the technical support staff, and he works with the air traffic control system. Uh, and I've just asked him to talk about circumstances or one in particular, whatever he chooses, um, and just uh, the struggle or uh, challenge that he went through, what he did to prepare for that, if he did anything to prepare for that, how he got through it, and then how it has changed him after that. So, Mr. Johnson, take it away. Thanks, Jonathan. I thought about this as you posed the challenge to me, and I thought of one circumstance in particular. In technical support staff, we end up with a lot of the chronic problems. Um, a lot of our technicians, when they have problems that they're having a really difficult time with, they'll call tech support. And uh, we do a lot of projects, but one of the things that bugged me um, in the early years was that we paid a lot of money to a phone company to maintain our telephone switch mm. at work. It's a pretty good sized phone switch and uh, one of the side duties I ended up getting handed by one of the other guys that was moving to a different position was anytime somebody wanted to make any kind of move, add, or change to the phone system, I would have to go and talk to them, get details about what they wanted to move and just get everything all lined up and then write a uh, an actual contract paper and it had to go through logistics and they had to go out um, and and do funding documents. It was a, this long painful process hmm. to get this stuff done for something really simple that somebody yeah. wanted done to the phone mm -hmm. system. And then we would do this paperwork, spend all this money, pay the contractor, the contractor would come in and I would have to escort them through the building because it's a secure facility <laughs> yeah. so I'd spend all the time with them yeah, yeah and yeah. Uh, and we're just hemorrhaging all this money so that frustrated me I'm a taxpayer and so that yeah, bugs yeah. me so I just started really paying attention to what they were doing asking questions and uh, eventually I started doing some of the minor changes on my own mm. didn't tell anybody just started doing it yeah and so some of the easy ones we started getting done just immediately mm -hmm. at no cost it wasn't like we're writing a contract it's going to take like two weeks or a mm. month to get this done well as time went on I started picking up more and more of these duties eventually got to the point where I'd learned enough that I did all of the moves ads and changes hmm. but I didn't do the main maintenance on the the actual switching system itself down in the basement that was the big complex animal that we were all afraid mm -hmm. of but we were paying at the time about forty five hundred dollars a month Oh wow! To the contractor just for maintaining the system down in the basement yeah, yeah, that yeah. never had anything go wrong with it. Huh. So decided to be a smart taxpayer, and uh, <laughs> I got uh, with our logistics officer. And I said, "Let's recompete this and get a company that can do it cheaper." Mm -hmm. And we got a company that did it for five hundred dollars a month instead of forty-five hundred dollars a month. Oh, okay. And that sounds really wonderful, but the whole first year of the contract. They never came on site at all, not even to check anything. And I found myself going down, checking the system, running tests, mm -hmm. and uh, kind of taking care of things. Well, that frustrated me. <laughs> even though we were saving like $4,000 a month, I yeah. was still like, that's, that's still a lot of money. And these guys never even came on site. Wow. They actually bid without ever coming. Huh. And so I thought, you know what? I should just take over the maintenance of the whole system. Because if I have something I can't handle, we can go back to the original vendor mm -hmm. and just pay them time and materials. Yeah. So we canceled the contract. Okay. I took over the whole switch. Okay. I did that for 18 years. Oh, wow. And there was one time where I had to pay the original contractor to come back and help us with something. Uh -huh. And uh, 
all the rest of the time I was doing it myself and it huh. didn't take any more time yeah my time than it had to actually write up all the paperwork yeah, and yeah, bid yeah, contracts yeah. so uh -huh. it wasn't like I was spending any more time mm -hmm. and we were saving buku bucks I was buying refurbished equipment um, just doing all kinds of things and over 18 years I kept track of it we saved 1.7 million dollars <laughs> over 18 years Wow and there was a lot of headaches there was sometimes some projects I took on I got in over my head <laughs> I had to do a lot of homework I would break out these manuals these manuals I mean like crazy like uh, think about like 10 telephone books big like Indianapolis telephone books oh my that stuff was in there and I would just I would just go through and figure it out and uh, but I could always get there what I found out was I had to go to other resources I would yeah. call people that I knew that were in the industry and say hey I'm really stuck on this mm -hmm. I can't do it I have no idea what I'm doing mm -hmm. can you give me some coaching and they would give me some help and I get back in there yeah. and I would try it and eventually figure it out and so it was I found out that I could keep getting it done if I pushed if I studied if I kept trying mm -hmm. if I didn't give up and just contacted the right people yeah. got the right resources I could always get there mm -hmm. there, there was not in that 18 years it was never anything that I had to like just fold on mm -hmm. but sometimes it was that reaching out and uh, doing some extra and I, I did some some boo-boos too I was yeah, doing yeah. A, a system upgrade one time <laughs> got this I think it was about a $2,500 board I was distracted there was a lot going on I pushed it in the wrong slot oh, and no. it blew up I mean, actual, I mean, sparks shooting out. <laughs> Fortunately, it didn't blow up the phone switch. It was just that card, so yeah. it had a little setback there. But, um, I mean, other than that, my my suggestion to people is try, work at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes we give up too easily, mm -hmm. and there were times where I was really sweating bullets. Yeah. <laughs> like, like yeah. oh, no, oh, no, uh -huh. what have I done? But I always got there, and people mm -hmm. appreciate it, and ultimately saved a whole lot of taxpayer money, and all the people in our building, they had, like, 450 telephones in this, in this mm -hmm. system they were so happy that I mean they put a request in and sometimes it would get done the same day huh. but at least that week we would yeah, get it yeah, done yeah, yeah, for sure. and uh, no money expended yeah. so that, that was kind of my my big challenge in my career that I okay. took on and uh, it was a success story yeah. I mean, not because I'm so wonderful but mm -hmm. I just you kept working yeah yeah. yeah, just sticking with it, keeping your nose to the grindstone. Uh -huh. I am not the brightest fork in the outlet, but I'm, <laughs> I'm very persistent. I keep trying, and I, I keep talking to people, and I eventually figure it out. Yeah. It's funny, because like, my mom or dad will continue to talk and be like, hey, learn as much as you can from this person or this person, because you're going to save your money, or you're going to save a lot of money down the road if you can do jobs yourself, if you mm -hmm. can fix the switch yourself, if you can put in a ceiling fan yourself, if you can do plumbing yourself yes um the minor jobs that you originally were taking on that saved you money and so i think i mean youtube nowadays you can <laughs> youtube's fantastic you, you can youtube anything <laughs> and be like how do i do this and I, like my friend told me the other day lowe's has a youtube channel that they have like all the stuff of you buy our stuff we'll teach you how to put it in um and so it's this whole thing of I, like you said people give up too easily and mm -hmm. um what what would be one thing uh like what's the kind of like thinking you have to go through of like not giving up like what's the point of between not giving up and like not knowing how to do something like you can't do something so you have to bring somebody in 
um, versus maybe if I worked a little harder, I could do something like is uh, what's kind of the like barrier between those two? In my specific case with this one, I I knew ultimately people wouldn't be happy about it, but I had a safety net. We mm -hmm. could call in a professional contractor mm -hmm. to clean up what I didn't have done, but I never wanted to do that. I'm tech support and we're yeah. supposed to be able to do everything. But what I found out was you don't have to be that smart, but you need to have contact with people who are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The people with the experience. Okay. You know, I learned all my woodworking from my father-in-law. Mm -hmm. I learned how to work on cars and appliances from my dad. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's very little that I have just figured out on my own, honestly. Mm -hmm. I've always been under mentors and learned stuff, and people say, oh, you know so much. And it's like, I just learned it from other people. Mm -hmm. You pay attention and listen to what they tell you and set your pride aside yeah. and yeah. Just, just learn. Um, speaking of mentors, would you say you have like one mentor, like you said your father and father-in-law, is besides those two, is there someone either in a church throughout the years or in work throughout the years that kind of stuck out to you as he was a great mentor to me either spiritually or uh, in uh, like fixing stuff or doing stuff like that? I have had several people spiritually that have been... Um, I hate to use the word inspirational because that's so vague, but yeah. I mean, I really, I really grew spiritually. Uh, Dr. Francis Schaefer is one of them. Mm -hmm. Even though I never met him, mm -hmm. he was a friend of my neighbors. Okay. Uh, but I mean, his writings and his radio broadcasts were, they were transformational okay. to me, honestly. Um, at work, a man who was not a Christian man, but the dude was just, I, he had at least twice my IQ. And he was into everything, he knew everything, and he was a humble guy. And I found out, I would just talk to him about things. Yeah. And he just seemed to know everything about everything. And so I, I would just drain his brain mm -hmm. on any topic that I needed. Yeah. And I'd learn all this stuff. Uh -huh. And uh, he was fantastic. He retired probably about five or six years ago, but he was kind of a legend at our workplace. And uh, he was the guy that could always figure everything out. Hmm. So, so like even as an adult, um, you were still learning from other people. It wasn't like you got to a certain point and you're like, oh, I know everything now. I'm nope. good. <laughs> nope. And if you ever believe that you've gotten to a point where you're there, <laughs> that's your first clue you're yeah. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for one thing, you can never quit learning. Mm -hmm. When you quit learning, you... I mean, intellectually you die, mm -hmm. and you're a dinosaur. <laughs> um, even in my workplace, as these new systems come in, we learn new technology, new systems, um, stuff that, that there's a, a microwave transmission system that I spent 25 years working on, and I was, I was like the go-to guy. I was the expert on it. It's mothballed. It's gone. <laughs> Everything I knew about that system yeah. has been flushed away, huh. and I've had to learn new systems. Mm -hmm. I'm always learning. Always, there's always changes. and I still learn from other people. Mm -hmm. There's always mentors, and as soon as you think you got it, you realize there's some new area that you need to learn and explore, mm -hmm. and it's like suddenly you are the neophyte mm -hmm. all over again. You're the guy that knows nothing, yeah. and you have to grow yeah. in, that, in that new area, and you're, you're feeling so great about yourself, and now here's this new area where you are just this mental midget, mm -hmm. and you start over yeah, humbly, yeah. and you, you talk to the mentors, the people that know it, and you grow in that area, and mm -hmm. eventually people are asking you for advice yeah yeah yeah. but it never quits yeah I was, I was gonna ask you what because um, a lot of people will tell you 
your people are looking up to you, younger people are looking up to you, like even a, in high school, like as a senior, people are like, oh, the freshmen are looking up to you. Um, and it was just like, looking up to me, like I'm looking up to other people, like I, I know nothing, like you said, like I'm, I'm at the bottom of the food chain right now, I'm 18 years old. I'm, you think, yeah. you think you're at the bottom of the food chain. And it's like, who's looking, <laughs> who should be looking to me, like no one should be looking to me, I'm looking to other people. So what, what's the mentality that you should have of learning but also being the mentor at the same time? Because like, I f at least for me, if I feel like I would be one or the other, I'm like, I'm the learner right now or I'm the mentor right now? Is it the, I guess, am I, is it situation to situation or can you like balance both at the same time? Good question. You have to change your mindset to where you realize that you are always learning and you're always teaching. Okay. That's who we are as yeah. human beings. And it is very area dependent. Mm -hmm. There are some areas where I am the quote unquote expert. Yeah. And people really look to me and my knowledge level is pretty high. There are other areas where I am the I'm the new guy learner just starting out mm -hmm. on things. And that is life. And yeah, people look up to you all the time. I found out when I was a teenager there was some grade schoolers and junior hires that were looking up to me and it shocked me yeah you know I was I was the big high school guy uh -huh. you know that they they were looking at and I thought wow my my life needs to be right yes yeah. I mean these people are looking at me and it's always that way mm -hmm. at every phase of life yeah that's that's interesting yeah it was funny when I would always look up I remember looking up to people there's like the big eighth grader and I was like wow once I get mm -hmm. to eighth grade I'll be so cool <laughs> then you get to eighth grade it's like oh, I'm still a loser and then it's like mm -hmm. oh once I get to be a senior in high school I'll be I'll be really cool and then it's like oh, still a loser and it's that mentality like you said of always learning but you're always teaching somebody someone's always gonna be better than you and someone's always gonna be lower not in the sense of someone's going to be dumber than you or whatever but someone's going to be younger than you someone's still going to be someone needs to... your knowledge and experience yeah yes um so i'm like 58 now and uh i just feel like there is so much to learn still yeah. in life and i try to i try to really be humble about it realizing that as soon as you think you're something Life will take you down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Life has a way of humbling mm -hmm. you if you don't do it yourself. So I'd prefer to do it myself. Um, would you say it's good to like seek out a mentor or should it just happen naturally? Like should you just through life let like let's say I'm wanting a mentor, should I specifically go out and ask someone, "Will you be my mentor?" or should I just kind of examine who the people in my life are and be like you know what maybe I'll just gravitate towards that person and maybe it'll happen naturally like or m maybe both would be good depending on the situation um and that's is that's a good question because in our uh, in our culture particularly our Christian culture we talk a lot about mentors and even in the business world mm -hmm. mentors we have in, in government service we have mentorship programs and all kinds of mentoring stuff it's a it's a big thing and mentoring is a big thing but as far as going and asking somebody to be a mentor I have never done that okay. personally what I find is that very just dependent on the situation um, I will go to somebody and say hey I need some I need some help with this what mm -hmm. do you know about this educate me Mm -hmm. on this and uh, and that goes for spiritually too I mean there are times where 
you know, I, I'm studying something in scripture and I'm like, wow, I just don't really, don't really get this. Mm -hmm. And I'll go to people, maybe to a pastor or somebody and say, hey, oh, what, what's your opinion on this? What, uh, how do you take this? How do you read this? Yeah. What do you think this means? And just learn. I may or may not like the answer, but it always develops me. Mm -hmm. Whether I agree with it or not, it always changes my thinking when I bounce that off of other people. Um, you know, if you're if you're doing an actual formal um, trade apprenticeship, mm -hmm. yeah, there you're really going to have to latch on to somebody who's willing to mm -hmm. take you under their mm -hmm. wing, work with you, have patience with you. Yeah, uh, that's a very specific job type situation. Um, one of the jokes in our family, my father-in-law is very gifted with his hands as mm -hmm. far as uh, woodworking and those kind of things. And he would show me how to do things, and I would try them, and it was just apparently painful for him to watch me struggle <laughs> with some of these things. And so the famous line was, he would want the tool back and the material. He said, he said let me see that once, and he would just finish it because he couldn't stand the pain of watching me try to develop <laughs> on this. But I always took it in stride. Yeah. I will never, I don't have in me what he has. Mm -hmm. I'm never going to. As much as I aspire to yeah. be like him, I'm not gonna be, but I learned a ton. Mm -hmm. I learned so much, and yeah, there's yeah, so yeah. many things I can do for myself now. Mm -hmm. Good enough, not not yeah, to yeah, his yeah. standard. Uh -huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so we we learn from everybody. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as you were talking, I was thinking through after I asked that question of it probably depends on the situation of what you want to learn or what you need to learn. Like, if you need to learn how to fix cars, if you before ask someone, "Will you be my mentor?" And then a couple months down the road, oh, I need to know how to work on a car. And they have no idea how to work on a car. It's like, you need to go to somebody else. And so I think, like you were talking about, in a trade or a job, if you're trying to learn one specific thing, it might be really good to go to someone and be like, can you teach me this? Can you guide me through this? But I guess in life or in just in general, if you were trying to seek information, you might just situation by situation go to like certain experts in a sense like mm -hmm. in quote air quotes experts of what do you think about this what do you think about that um because i i catch myself or not catch myself i I'll, I'll do that um of like like my dad as a pastor of hey dad what do you think about this passage or um go to my soccer coach uh in high school and be like hey what do you what do you think would be best in this area or something like that but go to like the certain people and ask them for advice in those certain areas, but yeah, that'd be, that definitely would be good. Um, yeah, I find the it's very situation specific. You mentioned cars, and I know there are certain individuals that I know, friends, both work and church and neighbors and that, and it's just a loose network mm -hmm. that we exchange ideas. Yeah. You know, hey, have you ever done this job before? No, I haven't, but talk to so and so because I know yeah, he's yeah, done yeah, it a yeah. couple times. I'll talk to that person, oh yeah, you need to know this and this and this, and oh, I got this tool you're going to need to borrow, mm -hmm. and if you get hung up, let me know. Yeah. And a lot of there's a lot of knowledge sharing there that goes on just in our normal communal um, everyday living, mm -hmm. which I think is good. That's yeah, 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 the way yeah, yeah. it should be, all learning from each other. Mm -hmm. And like Mr. Newton that I work with day in and day out, he, I mean, he knows so much about different that, things. That guy like, is so gifted. It's, <laughs> it's crazy. <sickening. laughs> and it's like... I've worked with him two summers now, and I've learned so much from him, and I've forgotten a lot of it, but uh, I remember a lot of it, too, of 
um, like at home, my mom will be like, hey, can you just like, oh yeah, Mr. Newton told me mm-hmm. I can do it this way or whatever. But then there's times where even at his incredible skill, incredible talent level, that he'll get to a problem and be like, oh, I need to call on this person. Or mm-hmm. I'll have this person come by. Or, oh, I, sh- I, sh- I need to look into this more. I need to research this more. Mm-hmm. And even he is constantly learning and he learns from those people next time that situation comes up he's like oh yeah someone told me i could do this does it gets it fixed so like he'll tell me when he's working and he'll tell me how to do something he'll be like oh yeah so and so taught me how to do this and it's he has an incredible humble attitude of Mm -hmm. someone else has taught me this it's not just i know everything giving it to you but so and so taught me this I can teach you now, you can go teach somebody else. And it's just super cool to work with him for these last two summers of just like such a humble attitude, even for knowing so much and doing such a great job um, in like so many things that yet he's still like, I'm still learning. And Mm -hmm. he has that learning attitude that we were talking about earlier of constantly learning, looking up stuff on the internet, going to different people. Um, Because, I mean, as gifted as we can be we're not going to be able to do everything that's right there's no way so but yeah it's it's really cool to have work with him and work with people like that that can teach you Mm -hmm. and knowing your limits is good too Mm -hmm. there have been things over the years i have come to realize that there is a there's an artistic skill set that is involved with drywall mudding <laughs> and doing body work on cars. Yeah. That that type of skill that many people have tried to help me with and apparently it's not something I'm ever going to achieve. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to know when it's just not you. Yeah. And you're not going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And so uh, to give you an example when I when I uh, framed out a a bedroom in our basement years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, I did I I I did all the framing, insulation, hung the drywall, drop ceiling, electrical, and all that. But once I had hung the drywall, I stopped. I called my buddy Dave. I said, I got a drywall mudding job for you. He came out, did his expert thing, and just effortlessly did that, sanded it all out. I thanked him and paid him. He went home. I went back to the priming and painting and went on with the project. Yeah, it was just, yeah, yeah. I can't do it. I can't be taught. Some uh-huh. people may disagree. I'm telling you, I can't be taught to do that well. <laughs> and so I just that's where you need to help and mm-hmm. you, you just yeah that's the way it is and it's okay we, uh-huh. can, we can't be the expert on everything mm-hmm. all right uh one last question if you could suggest one thing for people to go out and do whether it's uh i i honestly don't know if you could suggest like one action step for people to do like take this action step and it'll help you immensely what would it be that's that's really open-ended. <laughs> it, it is. And, and two things occur to me, actually. Number one is always be humble. And number two, try. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and don't get discouraged when it doesn't work the first time. Yeah. Uh, before you try, <laughs> find somebody that knows how to do it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> somebody yeah, yeah, you can yeah. fall back on. Uh-huh. And uh, that's how you move forward. That's how you learn. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. You're welcome. And there you have it, everybody. Jeff Johnson. Thank you guys so much for coming and listening to this podcast. It was a little longer than the last one, but this is about um, how long I'm going to keep the podcast. I don't want to get too long, but I also want to keep it long enough to where we can get some really good information. Um, And thank you to Jeff 
uh, for coming on the podcast, giving us some really good, really, really good information and advice um, that he's learned from his life experience um, and that we can now uh, learn from him. Uh, but some just key things that uh, we can take away from the podcast today is be humble, like he said at the end, be humble and try. Just whatever you got, you got to try. Don't just give up. Work hard. Um, and then the last uh, big thing, I think, is find the people you can learn from. Um, find those mentors. Find the people that are better. And find the people that, in a sense, are an expert in their fields. And go and learn from them. So to kind of go along with that, the challenge of the week is to find something you're not good at and get better. It's not master it. It's not become an expert in a field. But it's find something you're not good at. And just work hard and get better at it. It can be as simple. Honestly, honestly, like the one thing, one thing I thought of. It's not too simple, but it's a language of download an app and try to learn part of a language. Um, that's that honestly is not simple at all. <laughs> now that I think about it, um, but I guess it's simple to start. I mean, like they have Duolingo um, that you can download for free, and there's like I think 15 to 20 languages you can pick from. Um, so maybe something like that is, it's a little more involved. Learning a language is super involved. Um, but you can find experts in those fields. Uh, if you want to learn Spanish, I'm sure you can find someone who knows Spanish around you that can help you learn through that. Uh, if you want to learn Russian, if you want to learn Chinese, if you want to learn Arabic, I'm personally trying to learn Arabic right now. So, uh, you can look up YouTube videos. You can look up other podcasts on these languages. Um, but maybe a language is something you could try. Um, maybe a sport. Maybe you play a sport and there's a certain skill. I remember when I played soccer, I really sucked at juggling. And so juggling something I had to get better at. And so I worked hard. <laughs> I can't do much of it today. Like, I can probably do 30 juggles. But back in when I, like, first started, I could do, like, two. So... I'm better at it now. I'm not a master, obviously. I know friends who can do like 500 in a row, but I'm better at it. And so find something you're not good at or you haven't even tried yet. Maybe it's like, I haven't even thought about that. Find something you're not good at. Find something you maybe not have tried and just get better, get better at it. Be better than you were yesterday. So that's this week's challenge. Um... If you guys learned something from this podcast, really stuck out to you, you can leave a comment on the YouTube video or send me a direct message on Instagram at uh, CA underscore podcast. That's the Instagram page. Go give that a follow if you already haven't. Um, trying to think. Oh, also challenges. Um, if you think I should try out a challenge, go ahead and comment or send me a direct message. Um, but I think that's it. Thank you guys for listening to episode two, and we should be coming out with another episode next Monday. But until then, thank you. Peace.